Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, this is a, kind of a special show. Uh, if you're anywhere in the world, you know about Hurricane Ian, and we're uh, broadcasting from South Florida. Uh, we're, we're on the East Coast where it wasn't uh, much of a hurricane, but the West Coast, very close by, it was pretty terrible. And uh, we certainly uh, send out our concerns and hope that all you folks on the West Coast of Florida, especially Fort Myers and Tampa and Sarasota and that area over there that was hit so hard, uh, Naples, um, um, unfortunately, maybe a lot of you can't listen, uh, there's a... No power. There's a, a terrible situation over there. So uh, this will be a, a show that we're going to devote toward things that we can do to help you with regards to automobiles, with regard to hurricanes. And Hurricane Ian uh, apparently is going to go down in history as the most costly of all hurricanes in Florida. That's that's saying a lot because we've had some doozies in Florida. Uh, we're here to help you. And... Uh, We'll be directing our help at those sorts of things that uh, you'll be confronting, like not having a car, depending on where you live. Uh, cars have been totaled, cars have been flooded, and uh, here we are in a shortage with uh, prices at historically high levels, and now, unfortunately, it looks like car prices may go up even further, uh, at least in the short run, into this flood situation, uh, hurricane situation, resolves itself, which could take a, quite a while. Uh, if you have to have a car, uh, you are a target for those unscrupulous people out there that may try to take advantage of you. And that's what Earl on Cars is all about, helping you not being taken advantage of when you're buying or selling a car, for that matter, repairing or maintaining a car. And uh, this is a, a very important show. Uh, if uh, you have some friends in the area, that were hit and maybe can't listen and you are an area where you can listen and pick up some tips you want, might want to pass them along to your friends or you might want, want might want to tell them about Earl on Cars which is our blog site when they have the ability to get back online uh, they can check out some of our um, podcast and uh, we talk about a lot of things that are preserved on YouTube and I think some of the things we talk about today will be available to all those people who need it the worst, those that were affected by Hurricane Ian. I guess Ian's not through yet. They're still still working its way, although it much reduced power uh, far further north on the east. So, very special show today at Earl on Cars. Rick Kearney is sitting to my right here in the studio in North Palm Beach, Florida, and he is a certified diagnostic master technician. Uh, one of the worst problems you can have with a car are water-related, flood-related. 
uh, because when you get into that sort of thing, you're talking electrical and computer. There's nothing more expensive or frustrating or difficult to diagnose than a water problem. And even if it's a current water problem, water problems tend to pop up weeks, months, maybe even years later. Because water, as you know, can permeate just about every area in your house, in your car. And sometimes the immediate uh, danger, damage, isn't realized till much later. So, uh, listen carefully, take notes, and then if you have friends, as I said earlier, that are not able to listen to the show, uh, they can access our archives at earloncars.com, podcast, hear the show repeated, and... Um, the tips are all available online. We also have uh, Stu Stewart. He's my son, my general manager of the Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, he stays on top of what is happening today in the buying and selling market. And uh, it's, it's quite uh, unusual uh, today with the COVID issue, now added with the Ian hurricane issue. It's really going to be... Um, it's going to be a real minefield. I use that comparison a lot. It's going to be even worse. So be extremely careful now when you venture forth into car dealerships. We have a mystery shopping report that uh, Stu uh, is in charge of. We have a mystery shopper that goes out every week. Uh, visited a, a dealership in South Florida this week. Um, happened to be a Costco dealer. We've, we've done several of those because... We stumbled into that. Yeah, exactly. We didn't know they were. <laughs> You're right. So um, uh, we, we ask you to, to call the show. I'm a, I can't find my numbers here. I've only been doing the show 20 years, so... Uh, 877-960-9960. Thank you. Or you can text us, 772-497-6530. Yeah. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. Now yeah. back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> Nancy's memory is a lot better than mine, but yeah, that's important. 877-960-9960. Uh, we prioritize the call-in number because we've only got five lines. And uh, we expect to have a lot of calls this morning, especially for those that are able to call that were in, in hurricane-affected areas. Um, also, if you try to call or don't want to call, if you don't get through, we have a text number. And uh, Stu watches that all the time, and we, uh, we keep uh, checking back to see if a text came in, usually by the end of the show. This is a two-hour show, so by 10 a.m. Eastern Time today, we're probably going to have gotten back to all of our texts. And that text number is 772-497-6530. That's... 772-497-6530. Anonymous feedback. What's that? Well, it's a secret line. You can have your secrecy, your privacy. You go to youranonymousfeedback.com, Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, youranonymousfeedback.com. And uh, you can leave a message. We don't know who you are, where you are. And you can be very open, honest, uh, even insulting if you choose to be. And uh, we just want to hear from you. No matter what your motive, uh, there's, there's interesting information in almost every feedback we get. And uh, we will get to all the feedbacks by the end of the show probably. Uh, if uh, you're a female, 
and we treasure our female callers and our texters and our anonymous feedbackers. Backers. Cars seemed to be a guy thing for a long time. When the show started 20 years ago, this was like a guy show. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of people called in. They were all males. And we started to think this isn't right because about half the people out there are females, as you well know. And we know that females buy about half the cars. And if they don't buy them, they're certainly instrumental in the decision-making process. And so Nancy Stewart, my co-host, and she founded the show with me many years ago, uh, she has a special offer for you first-time female callers. And we would love you to call in. Uh, if you've called in before, we'd still love you to call in. The female perspective on things in general is uh, very valuable because you're half the life on the planet. I mean, we, don't be timid. And uh, we'd love to have you call because your perspective is usually at least as interesting as a men's, and it's refreshing. So we want to we know what you ladies have to say. I'm going to uh, turn the mic over to Nancy Stewart, and uh, she will tell you about a special offer she has if you're female and you haven't called the show before. Uh, that offer is for the first two new lady callers. We have $50 for you just for you to call in, say hello, or maybe share your car buying experience with us, or give us some advice. We always need advice, 877-960-9960. Or for the uh, <clears throat> other listeners, you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, my mic's on? Mm-hmm. Get close. A little closer to the mic. Get closer. Okay. Rick's here to guide me. These guys are great. You're an important part of the show, and uh, we appreciate your company. So uh, take advantage of the number 877-960-9960. And also, uh, you know, <laughs> buyer beware. Did we really need um, what has affected the car industry? Wow. Flood cars are out there. Uh, they're everywhere. You really, really have to check out that vehicle. Did you know that uh, hiding flood car damage is against the law? I don't think everyone knows that. So uh, we'll get on with the show, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, Stu, I'm going to ask you to uh, give us your take on what you think the folks are going to be in store for uh, with regard to supply and demand. Here we are in the highest demand we've seen in a long time and the lowest supply comparatively. And now uh, I, I, it hasn't really sunk in with me. Uh, this Ian hit so fast and so widespread and so unexpectedly severe. What's your take on the market, what, what's the market going to look like? Now, the first thing that comes to mind is um, uh, the demand that's going to come out of southwest Florida and, and central Florida all the way across the state. I don't know how, I didn't read how bad it was in South Carolina, um, but there's going to be a lot of people with total losses, um, thousands and thousands of them. And um, even though used car prices have come down, uh, I don't want to say stabilized because they're, they're continuing to come down, um, 
I don't know how that's that's a lot of people. That could be a hundred thousand people. I don't know how that's going to impact the the shaky recovery that the used car markets. Uh, is seeing so yeah. I think demand is going to uh, is, is going to be a part of it, and also just taking those cars the, the totals off the market. So you're having a, a kind of a one-two punch on on both sides of the. Of the and then you think about a hurricane, what's what do you have to have? You have to have uh, a phone, you have to have electricity, and you have to have transportation. And uh, right now, as we speak, a lot of the people in Fort Myers and Naples, I suppose some in Tampa and, and to St. Petersburg and that whole West Coast area. Cars are gone. Uh, yeah, they, they, they're, they don't hear us because they don't have power. Maybe they have battery radios. I don't, you know, it's been a while since we've been hit on the East Coast. So, but thinking back, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to communicate yeah. with your family, with your friends, and uh, there we are now. So, uh, those people who know people on the West Coast and in that area of Florida, uh, pass along anything we can, we can. Rick, go. Well, one of the other issues that they run into is not just your own personal phone charging it, getting power for that, but the cell towers themselves, mm-hmm. even though a lot of them have their own generators, sometimes if those generators fail, it shuts down those towers, and now you you may have your phone working, but you've got no signal anyways. Yeah, so we yeah. what we need to do is help them uh, decide what to do with their car, and uh, uh, I think that uh, I'm going to give those numbers out because you know, we can... We can talk all day on the show. Uh, the questions that we answer are things that are far more applicable because it's what's on your mind. So uh, if, if, if you're thinking about the flood, if you're thinking about uh, friends, family that may have that issue, uh, give us a call at 877-960-9960. Nancy Stewart is monitoring uh, the laptop in front of her. When the call comes in, if it's a, a telephone audio call, we, we we stop what we're doing and we answer the phone. We what? will answer the phone when you call. Mm-hmm. 877-960-9960. And uh, if you uh, don't want to call, Nancy? Uh, we do have a caller. We're going to get to John in Palm City in just a moment, but I wanted to share some information with everyone speaking about flood cars. Um, did, did you know that Carfax estimated that there are currently currently about 400,000 flood cars yes flood cars with all this prior damage they're they're on the road so this is something to look out for uh now that we've been hit uh, by a hurricane and uh this is up six percent from 2021 and uh, the numbers are staggering Okay, uh, so if you have a question about flood cars or anything else, uh, again, 877-960-9960. We're going to go to John in Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. This is just a brief call to thank Earl and Nancy for pointing out on lease cars that are returned, all the junk fees are involved. It seems like the South Florida new car dealers They feel they have a license to steal. We seem to be the worst in the country of anywhere at the schemes that are going on. And this particular one that's pointed out by Earl and Nancy is disgusting. It's terrible. And people are getting ripped off constantly against the law on their lease cars when it's turned in. And I just want to make a thank you for Earl and Nancy to make us aware of what... 
Well, thank you for uh, mentioning that. I have been in communication with Jeff Weinseer. He's the investigative reporter for WPLG Channel 10. As a matter of fact, uh, the blog that I wrote, um, uh, the current blog uh, that will be posted on our, is posted on our website and will be out eventually in, in Florida Weekly and Hometown News, is really a thank you and congratulations to WPLG at South Florida TV Channel and Jeff Weinseer, who was the investigative reporter who blew that story that you're talking about, John, uh, out of the water and really brought it to the attention of a lot of people. Uh, when we talked, when I talked to Jeff Weinseer uh, earlier this week, uh, he said that he is, there's three more lawsuits that have taken place. So this whole thing about not allowing leasing customers to exercise their option to buy their off-lease car at the price on the contract in violation of the Leasing Consumer Act of 1976. That is being right out there, being investigated, being prosecuted, and being exposed. And um, you can look at the blog, our current blog, I believe, online. Isn't that right, Stu? Where, uh, what did I title that? Uh, uh, the devil or the uh, no, the devil, or the devil you don't know. Right, the devil you know versus the dealer versus the manufacturer. Yeah, exactly. In this case here, and there was also uh, uh, the, uh, the actually another. I did two blogs last week, and the other blog was uh, directly thank you to uh, Debbie PLG and Jeff Weinseer, and those will be posted online too. So, uh, if you have an off lease car, be sure to check that. John, thanks very much for the call and the compliment. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it, John. Have a great weekend. Um, you know, I do have to mention uh, our hearts and our prayers go out to uh, everyone who was affected by Hurricane Ian. And uh, God bless everyone in southwest Florida. And uh, it's going to be a long time before everybody is, well, made right. <clears throat> so the last thing that anyone needs to deal with is a flood car uh, because it was, you know, right there and it was for sale, and it was inexpensive, and they're going to jump on it. Please be careful, 877-960-9960. Yeah, I, I'd like to, I, I'd love to get some more calls, I'd love to get some more texts, um, and uh, I, I'll just, I'll start the subject, which I think, well, it's got to be on most of your minds, um, how do I protect myself against buying a flood car? Um, we heard uh, the statistics. I think uh, uh, hundreds and thousands of people out there are going to have their cars damaged by flood, and those cars are going to be taken off the market, supposedly, but unfortunately, uh, it's easy to get them back on the market. And uh, there are a lot of states that will allow you to sell a car uh, without a title. Uh, you, can, you can buy cars without titles. Just for fun this morning when we were preparing for the show, I googled um, you know, how do how do I buy a car without a title? And uh, if you're a if you're if you're someone that wants to take advantage, and you want to know how you can find a car without a title to sell it to somebody else, that's going on right now. And the uh, the worst thing about a flood car is that you can have a car that seems to run perfectly well and might even look good, it might even smell good, uh, it might even drive well. But if a car's been exposed to water, in certain areas, that water will manifest itself sooner or later. So if you have any questions on that, please call us at 877-960-9960.
text us at 772-497-6530, and we gave you the anonymous feedback, youranonymousfeedback.com. Do we have any text? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that seems to be top of, top of mind, but I think we have a phone call. We do, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you haven't read about uh, Carvana's problems, boy, they have some legal troubles. Uh, Earl's talking about titles. <laughs> Let me tell you, you wouldn't think you would have this problem, but they're failing to transfer the titles of vehicles that they sold to the buyer. And they've uh, lost their license in some states, Illinois being one of them. There's a whole laundry list, so you might want to look into that on the Internet. Uh, 877-960-9960. We're going to go to Marty. Uh, who is a regular caller from West Palm Beach? Good morning, Marty. Good morning. Uh, I've got a question for either Earl or Stu. What does, you know, in the old days, a new car dealer would have had a couple hundred cars in their lot. <clears throat> if all brand new cars got flooded, what would, like, Toyota or one of those companies do <clears throat> with well, those cars? Well, we, I have a, a real-world example to use. Uh, uh, we had a, a friend of ours who's a dealer in, in the Houston area when Hurricane Maria hit, <clears throat> and um, that was the back the last time we were talking about the flood cars being on the market because that event flooded the Houston area, and there were, the, and then the market was flooded with flood cars. Um, it was an insurance claim, um, and back then Toyota assisted with some supplemental um, allocations. That can't happen now because there's just not the supply. They're, they're, they're not producing enough cars. So the all the Fords, Toyota, every dealership over the southwest coast that got clobbered, hopefully they did some, um, you know, some uh, preventative measures, got the cars to higher ground and parking garages and protected them, things like that. And I'm sure they did the best they could, but some, some lots, they just got probably clobbered and flooded and they're going to file insurance claims and hopefully be made whole on if they had cash. Yeah, if, if there's any good news about the inventory shortages, in fact, there'd be fewer cars on the ground that were affected by the flood. Yeah. And, uh, but the, there'd still be a lot of used cars that were affected by the flood. And these cars are going to come on the market real fast. The problem is uh, there's such a high demand, low supply, and the prices are already so high that now if you buy a car and you don't do your homework and you don't check it out, you're not only going to be buying a bad car, a flood car, but you're going to be paying far too much money for it. So, uh, it's Yeah, but my, my question is if there is a Toyota that got flooded brand new, even though you're going to be made whole, say, by the insurance company, what do they do with that physical car? They get they sold. It? They get sold. Yeah, no, there's. They should be, but there are. There is a whole underground network in this country of people that like to take advantage of you. And uh, if you want to have some fun, just go to Google and Google uh, flood cars. They have people, these disreputable characters I'm talking about, online advertising. They have flood cars for sale. Right. And, and you can, dealers can also, what the, the dealer we knew, they did as much uh, cleanup as they, as they could. They determined the ones that were you know, minor, um, and they sold them at auction, and they're declared at auction as having flood cars. And see, right now, um, the Mannheim owns how many auctions in the United States? Like all of them. All of them, yeah. Okay. So most, not say most used cars, but a huge amount of used cars go through Mannheim options and, uh, auctions 
and they have very careful protocols and we'll address this you know later in the show because everybody's asking about flood cars uh but they they check them out it's a they're it's a um it's a serious business but um that doesn't account for the other huge part of the market, which is private sellers and which that which dwarfs dealers in every, terms of money. Marty, every state, all 50 states, have slightly different laws on titling and selling cars and flood cars. Uh, one of the loosest states is Texas. Uh, New Jersey is a very loose state. Florida happens to be a good state, but every all the disreputable characters out there that are in the flood car business, they know which states. They have states that they can they can buy a car, take it to that state, wash the title, so they have a clean title, and you never know that that was a flood car. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a science and an art how to take advantage of people during situations like this. The only safe thing you can do, to be absolutely sure, is don't rely on the title, but check to see which state that the car was titled in originally and most recently and also take the car to a qualified technician a good technician uh, they could put the car up on a lift and look at it carefully and they could tell you if the car has been in a flood that's the only absolutely sure way that you're going to get a car uh, and not get taken advantage of but now a brand new car that's never been titled like uh, in a new car dealership, it's never been titled. If the dealer sells that and it's, a, it's really a flood car, aren't they really liable? I mean, that's that's like uh, yeah. The, the the dealer wouldn't sell it. The dealer would wholesale it to somebody else, oh, okay. and it wouldn't come across as a new car. And it would and would be sold at the auction, uh, uh, declared okay. as such. Yeah. Okay. And, so and it branded. would not be. It would not, even though it never was titled. It would still be a flood car. Well, they could title it. I mean, they, they uh, the 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 bad guys, the disreputable characters out there, they're experts. So they they'll take that car that was on a dealer's lot that was flooded, and that they uh, he'll the, the dealer will sell it for something. Right. He he purchases it from he purchases it from the used car new car inventory and, yeah. and buys the car, yeah. and then he sells it at the auction, and it will be declared and then branded forever such as a flood yeah. car. So he sells it for something. Then who gets hold of that car? That's when the that's when the artificial things happen. They 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 go over the car carefully to try to remove all signs of the flood. They find a state where they can title it clean, as if it had not been in a flood. And that's when you have to watch out. So the the paper trail and the uh, VIN number and the rest of it that that might be something could save you. Uh, and I, and I said that there is a way to check the VIN, and that's something you should always do when you buy a new or used car. There is a way to track a VIN to see if it was, in fact, uh, uh, declared a flood car. So you just have to be very careful. And the ultimate test is having a technician like Rick Kearney sitting beside me here. You give Rick a car and say, assure me this car has not been in a flood. He can say, yes, this car has not been in a flood, and now you're safe. All right, very, Thanks, unfortunately, very interesting uh, information. Yes. Yes. Thanks so much, Marty. Right. Okay, let's get back to Eight, some more text. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. You know, if uh, you haven't purchased uh, Earl's Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer, 
You know something? It'd be a great time right now. Do you know why? Not only is there so much information in that book, uh, and it is definitely a guide uh, that you can't do without, but all the purchase of the book goes straight to Big Dog Ranch. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, you know, the, every, every, every pet in southwest uh, Florida, well, uh, they're not in a good situation, and I don't know whether you noticed or not, but uh, Big Dog Ranch right now, they're on their way to southwest Florida, and they're bringing back the dogs uh, that have been just left stranded. You can buy this on so, Amazon, Amazon.com. That's correct. Reco- re- <clears throat> Go ahead, Earl. Confessions of a Recovered Car Dealer. Okay. You heard it from Earl Stewart. Uh, we are going to go to Sarah who's calling us from Boynton Beach. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Nancy <coughs> and everyone. I'm calling to tell you all I'm grateful for your show, your professionalism, and I gain so much by it. I'm just calling to say thank you very oh, much. You're so I welcome. Learn from you every week. Oh, thank you. That, that is my call. Oh, that's, a, that's amazing. I wish you all a... Yes, is, I wish you all a great weekend oh thank you so much i love your show i just love this show <laughs> i'm glad you're getting something from it and just smiles I am. right now yeah it's just That's it's great. just fantastic to hear from you thank you my dear have a wonderful Everybody weekend have a great day thank yes, you thank you okay we're gonna go to Stu yeah. uh while we can and i get uh, caught up That's on okay some i like busy phones <laughs> let's me to work on stuff stuff while i'm getting uh, Amory texted us, and like I said, flood cars are on are top of mind of everyone with Hurricane Ian. Uh, Amory says, "Good morning. I hope everyone is safe and sound. We just had Category Four Hurricane Ian clobber Florida with significant storm surge, and dumped heavy rains across Florida before plowing the South Carolina, bringing more storms, storm surge and heavy rains there in adjoining states. Bottom line: a lot of people lost their cars and will need a replacement car in a time when the supply of cars is limited." I fear the worst of human nature will rear its ugly head, and a lot of flooded cars that should be junked will be sold to unsuspecting people desperate for transportation. Uh, what do you? What should people be on the lookout for uh, so they can avoid buying a flood car? And that's from Marine. Well, Rick, uh, pretend like you were instructing a, an apprentice technician, and uh, you were going to show him what he should look for when a customer came in and said, can you assure me this car has not been in a flood? Well, what should people be sure that they look for or have their technician look for? First thing is to start in the trunk, pull the spare tire out, and look at all the wheel well, the, the uh, they have side wells usually. Look for any signs of moisture, any signs of rust, mold, mildew, anything like that, uh, even algae. Um, any signs of excessive dirt, that might show signs that water had been in there, rust or corrosion, and also look to see, is anything too clean? Does it look like it's been super polished and scrubbed up recently? Uh, Go underneath the seats, look for any signs of rust or corrosion on any electrical connectors, the bolts on the seat, the seat tracks and rails, and try to reach under the carpet to feel if there's any sort of dampness. And again, the other thing you're also looking for is, is the car too clean? Uh, If it's a two-year-old car and you see some dust and dirt and debris in the seat tracks 
and down in those tight crevices that you really can never get to, that's a normal thing. But if all of a sudden that carpet is just spotless clean. It might have had a bath. Everything in there is super, super clean. That's a red flag then because that's not a normal, you know, clean up for the used car lot. Mm-hmm. They don't, they, they do a good job cleaning them, but they don't get all the little nooks and crannies way down in deep. If you see it's been just totally like, like brand new looking car. Like if after something's disassembled, you take something out and you're, normally there's yes. crud that gathers in there. Yeah. And you will find, you can, you can find some of these cars, the, they, they do such a good job cleaning it up after the flood that it's you know it's too good to be true is the thing mm-hmm. that's a red flag to make you make you dig further and look for other signs uh shine a flashlight up under the dash look for any signs of anything that just looks out of the ordinary and again it's either going to have signs of mold or mildew or corrosion or like marks in any dirt that might remain or again it might be just flat out too clean to be good if I were going to take my car with a flood car and I take it to my dealer and say, um, somebody wants to sell me this car, I'll pay you to uh, check it out for me. Uh, how long and how much should a dealer charge me to give me a thorough check on a flood car? Uh, we normally do about one hour for a, a used car inspection. But if you suspect that it may have been a flood car, expect to go double that. Expect them to take a couple hours because especially if you tell the technician, look, I think this might have been a flood car. I want you to really look hard at it. Expect about two hours labor. Put that into dollars for me. Um, $250 to $300. Yeah. So for $250 to $300, you can get a guarantee that the car is safe to buy. And that might be the best $250 you yeah, ever spent. Right. And that's a good segue to another text we have here from Bob, unless we have a phone call. We do. We do. Uh, but, uh, thank you. Uh, Rick, I have a question for you about flood cars uh, because of my experience uh, in, in purchasing one. Uh, I had the car for about a month. This was many, many years ago. And it wasn't till a month that I started noticing the mold, the mildew, the musty odor. Yep. And, and the odor became more significant. My question to you, quickly, because we have a call, how long does it take for you know the customer to recognize they bought a flood car? It might even be a month or two months. Is that right? Hmm. Well, there you go, folks, right here from Rick. Okay, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Kevin from Buffalo, New York. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, your team. And uh, again, even though we're 1,300 miles away from Florida, we're all concerned about what's going on in Southeast Florida. Thank you, Thank you Nancy, for bringing up Earl's book. And that was about my question today. <clears throat> Earl, you wrote the book. Well, a few years ago when the, the sales of cars were a little different than what they're doing today, like they have holdbacks and floor plan assistance. How per, and, I know, and I know you're writing another book now. How important is your your book, Confessions of a Car Salesman, are still related to buying a car in this time well, this year? Well, actually, uh, you know, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, it took me a, a long time to write this second book. We're, we've uh, it's pretty much completed it. And um, and right now we're doing editing, and uh, and uh, it, 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 it 
does take into consideration the COVID issue and uh, the you know the last three years because I you know I uh, I started writing it uh, probably been a year and a half ago so it's the the, the full title of this is the Redemption of a Recovering Car Dealer it'll be out um, before the end of the year and it um, it's more directly it's not it's uh, it, 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 it actually answers more current problems. It's amazing. I look back when I wrote Confessions, and that was close to 10 years ago, and now things have really changed uh, uh, quite a bit. So the, the new book does take into consideration a lot of the new shenanigans, as we call them, that are taking place, especially during the COVID era. Okay, because I'm sure it's very critical now for people to be well informed about buying a book in a, or a car. I was just wondering how your book still relates to buying a car today. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad you called me because I've got I've got it, uh, and I need to start uh, proofreading it, and I, I I need to arrange with a publisher. And so I, there's and, a, and that was the, that was the main uh, reason that got him going on the book was was recognizing that the world had completely changed. Yeah. And but this one's kind of this one's going to be better. Uh, this one's going to is a has a more of a bio, bio, biographical. Uh, tilt to it you know it's more mm-hmm. you're going to learn more about earl personally yeah and um in addition to like the good advice that, yeah. that he gave you in the last book two completely different books yeah for sure well thank you for donating it my wife and i just adopted a dog from rescue too so thank you awesome oh, thank you very thank much you, Kevin. and thank your wife no, give us a call no, again yes i will thank you okay we're going to go back to Stu. oh hi everybody Okay, we had a text here, um, and I want to read it from Bob. And he said, uh, when, good morning, when car dealers go to auctions, what procedures do they use to make sure the vehicle they're buying has not been in a flood? And kind of talked about it earlier. When you're buying at an auction, and 99% of the time, that means you're going to be at a Mannheim auction. Um, well, the, um, they're inspected. Vehicles have to be declared um, with any kind of issues. So if you buy a car... Um, from the auction and there is a flood issue from auction auction and that wasn't declared they'll take it back um, and and the second part of your question was does your dealership in, um, inspect every auction purchase for water damage yes and that would be Rick and his team and that's the guys over there doing that but they also have auctions where you can buy flood cars yes so uh, there, there's a thriving right. wholesale but those business. titles are branded as yeah. as such yeah yeah, there's a there's a, a whole underground. If you want to have some fun, just Google flood cars, and see you will see the the bad guys that are touting all the cars they have to the other bad guys yeah. to to right. be able to buy from them, and they have middlemen wholesale. And there's a whole industry in right. flood cars. So. Now, one thing with Carfax and auto check vehicle history reports. Now we've talked about how they're sometimes not always accurate um but that's because uh, an accident report might not have been filed or insurance claim uh generally when, when state and when titles are branded on, on on by the state those are accurately reported to the vehicle history because that's really easy to get that they don't have to search for that they just go to the state so um when the auction when the cars go through the auctions declared as flood cars those titles are branded and if someone's buying them a Carfax or an auto check report will reveal that. So we can't forget that this is an international show, and one of the favorite outlets for bad cars right, are experts. overseas. Yeah, and um, 
you know, you can export a car to South America, ends up in Colombia or Venezuela. Caribbean, uh, Caribbean uh, islands. Or Costa Rica, uh, you can, uh, uh, Haiti. Uh, uh, there's a thriving market, especially in South Florida. A lot of the uh, Im- importers and uh, meet the exporters at auction. And uh, they buy cars that would be illegal to sell in the United States, and they export them. So, or, or you can do it the other way around. Uh, the, the problem with the whole <coughs> situation, protect the consumer, is every country is different. They have, some countries have no laws. Uh, some states have, in the, of the 50 states in the United States, they have different laws, and there's no consistency. So the, the car buyer, as long as we're talking a global economy, is really at risk tremendously when you buy a car. So uh, you really have to depend on yourself and your own technician and your own um, diligence. You can't depend on the state or the country when you're buying a car. There's no federal or state laws to, to really protect you. All right. All right, we have a, uh, another text from Bob, and this is um, extraordinary. And this is going to sound like a little bit of a commercial, but it's relevant, and i got to read it. Uh, this is Bob, from, and he's from Naples. He just went, got through the storm. He lost two cars in the hurricane this week and wanted to thank, um, thank us, especially Stephen at the dealership, and Josh, my brother and your son, <laughs> to help me buy two replacements and order a third. It's so easy to purchase remotely in this time of stress. Thousands of cars and homes were lost and untold lives, too. While the insurance adjuster has yet to total my cars, I wanted to beat the rush. Listening to your show and seeing you folks on the podcast gave me the confidence to purchase Sight Unseen, and I look forward to picking the cars up and meeting you. Thanks again, Bob. So that's something else to think about um, for the folks when they uh, over in the affected areas. If they, um, you know, it's going to be a long time in your immediate area to um, to find a place that's even operational or cars that are fit for sale. So uh, going online and looking outside your area, which has kind of been a trend lately, anyway, um, especially with used cars, people are ex- extending their their purchase radius out many miles um, beyond and traveling farther than they used to. So um, um, going online and checking maybe even out of state. Actually, I've got a comment on YouTube that fits right in with this. Uh, Kyle in Pennsylvania is asking, what are the current wait times on new Corolla Cross and RAV4 hybrids? Oh, boy. Okay, so the wait times um, for all new cars um, is pretty long. So I would say for the regular versions of those vehicles, the the non-hybrid versions, three to six months on the hybrid versions on most vehicles and this is just because they're produced at a smaller uh, than a smaller percentage of the overall um, production uh, they are taking much longer uh, a year at least um, these th- that's at the dealers that are doing orders some dealerships don't do orders and they bring their cars in the lot and they're sold for ungodly sums of money mm-hmm. so yeah. um so I don't know if you got all that. We were talking about the um, um, Bob in Naples that lost both cars and was able to replace them by purchasing online. Yeah, it's, um, it's you're not going to get a bargain today, folks. And uh, if someone approaches you with a bargain on a used car or a new car, uh, it's, it's, uh, there's no free lunch. And it could well be a flood car. 
I, if, if I if I were going to try to take advantage of somebody, and I had a flood car, I'd probably ask too much money so they wouldn't be suspicious. But uh, if someone is uh, sloppy enough to say, "I got a real bargain for you on this on this uh, used car," uh, be sure you get it checked out. And we talked to Rick Kearney on this show just a few minutes ago. It might cost you 200, 250 bucks get a good technician to go over that car with a fine tooth comb and get a seal of approval this car is water free has not been in a flood don't buy anything today especially right now in florida but even after uh even after the smoke settles these cars that are flooded in florida they're going to end up everywhere i mean the sellers of these cars are very smart and they know they can find a market for it in Iowa a lot easier than they can in South Florida. So they're trucking these cars as we speak, and they're buying them as we speak. And they are out there actively buying flood cars. And they're not buying them for any other reason than to sell them to you. So uh, spend the 250 bucks or 200 bucks with a mechanic you can trust and uh, get the seal of approval and be sure you have a clean title. Uh, unfortunately, too many people now absolutely have to have a car in a hurry, and that's when mistakes get made, when you need to buy something in a hurry. Okay. Um, we have uh, some anonymous feedback, and I'll kind of summarize this because it's long, um, but it was last week we had a discussion. Um, they asked about Toyo Guard um, on all being put on all the Toyotas in the southeast. And this uh, this person is from Alabama, and we just we discussed that last week. And no, Toy Guard is not required to be on the car, but most dealers um, in the southeast are putting this package on that's at the put on by the distributor. Yeah, Toyota dealers from just Toyota dealers. It's just a high markup, high profit margin um, uh, accessory, uh, quote unquote, uh, um, that they put on the cars. Um, so. Um, this uh, anonymous texter says uh, they went. They found there was one dealership in Alabama that doesn't do Toy Guard, but unfortunately, they add about another nineteen hundred dollars in other um, port options on the car, mm. <laughs> and that's the same thing. So the question is: Are there any accessories or options that Toyota requires its dealers to put on the car? And the answer is no. There is absolutely nothing. You can buy a, get a car from Toyota with nothing on it. And so, um, when you say Toyota, you're talking Toyota manufacturing the right. parent, parent company. Yes. The, the parent company, Toyota Motors North America, and in the Southeast, our distributor, but our distributor does not require um, um, you to put any an, an accessories on the car. They encourage it and they pay good money for you to do it. They entice you with all sorts of incentives to do it and they talk to you about it regularly and um and if you're not selling it they always want to come back and see if you reconsider and sell it um so there is not pressure but there is definitely an interest from well, the distributor they, they make it so financially lucrative to the dealer and they not only reward the dealer they reward the salesman the sales manager and as i say the dealer himself so there's multiple incentives now when you take those multiple incentives paying the salesman it's hard to say paying the sales manager and the dealer like the general manager everybody's getting greased if you know what i'm saying so all that grease is what you're paying extra for so when you buy toyo guard from a toyota dealer you're paying 700 dollars, and the dealer is actually out of pocket about $250. So that's almost a 300% markup. And that 300% comes from all the extra grease because they're paying everybody. Uh, if, a, if a Toyota dealer 
uh, has a certain percentage of cars ordered from Southeast Toyota with ToyoGuard on them, then they get a kickback. I have, I have exciting news for you. In all your years, have you ever seen a ToyoGuard claim? No. I have. You did? My first one. Oh. I was mm. contacted from a customer who asked what is the procedure to make the, the claim. Was it honored? Um, I'll find out. But, um, they said, no, if there's, there was a stain that wouldn't come out, um, I gave her the 800 number to call, and they just have to get it repaired at the dealer or, you know, and then send, submit the reimbursement and Toyota will pay it. So I'll find out. She'll, yeah, I'm our, sure she'll let me our know. Our service manager has never seen one. Well, so. I have. Yes. I'm the only one. I, I don't know if that's true. I mean, that's my first one uh, that I've seen that I've been involved with. So That's, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's shocking. Yeah. All those years. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, 877-960-9960. Don't forget, ladies, first two new lady callers. You can win yourself $50 this morning. Give us a call to say hello, like Sarah did, or share your experience in the, whether you, you know, went to the internet to purchase your vehicle or anything else, uh, or if you went to the dealership, again, 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero, and don't forget your anonymous feedback. Okay, we're going to get back to we're going to go to Rick. I got a couple of them here actually. Uh, first one is from Guy Larrabee. He says, "Good morning. We were lucky not to get hit hard by Ian, uh, CEO Akio Toyota. In recent statements, is pushing hybrids, and is still resisting the EV transition. Yeah. This can be disastrous for Toyota. What's your opinion?" You know, I, um, I, I obviously I'm disappointed. Uh, I really uh, we wanted to participate in this. <laughs> yeah, um, we think that um, I'm not worried as a Toyota dealer because uh, Toyota is very strong and they're very smart, and uh, they'll be there with electric vehicles um, because they have the uh, the net worth and staying power. They'll be around for a long time. They're like one of the most powerful profitable automotive companies in the world. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm disappointed that they missed the electric vehicle bus, um, especially when they invented hybrids. I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the uh, Prius uh, yeah. really uh, changed the world and became a hybrid world. You'd think with that foresight, they would have seen the EV, but they didn't, and they got hung up on the hydrogen fuel cell. So that just says nobody's perfect. And uh, Akio Toyota is a race perfect. car driver, so maybe that's yeah. why. <laughs> he likes driving those uh, Formula Ones. That's yeah. a good yeah. reason. <laughs> but maybe he should drive a Tesla, and he'll see how fast that feels, and maybe he'll get excited. Yeah. Wakudoki, that's what he, that's excitement for Toyota, Wakudoki. Yeah. I mean, ra- real excitement r- feels race like. Race cars <laughs> is really, I mean, you know, I, I get a lot of argument on this, but racing cars is just going to be a thing of the past. I mean, it's... I mean, it's fun now, and all you NASCAR fans out there will hate me for saying this, but, you know, an electric vehicle is just going to ruin the whole sport because there's nothing more than, there's a faster than electric vehicle. Okay, so what's wrong with racing electric electric cars? That'd be be too fast. (laughs) Come on. Well, there's no track. You can't have a Daytona 500 with a car that'll go yeah, 400 like, miles an hour. Like well, the wall of death. They had, to, like they had to put restrictor plates on the NASCARs oh, yeah, well, to like, slow them down. They'll just put a restrictor on the electric cars to slow them down and yeah. run it that way. Yeah, but they don't make noise. All right, all right, all right. They don't smell bad. That's all part of the NASCAR <laughs> thing. True. true. He wants it hey, all. Could you imagine watching a silent race? 
Yeah, right. Everybody's talking. Shh. I can't hear the race. <laughs> I mean, noise is part of the race, right? Right. The, the smoke, the noise. The, the, the rumble thing. in your gut. Yeah. 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 All right. I have some anonymous feedback I'd like to read. Um, I read that it will take five new refineries in California to provide fuel for all of the new um, gas automobiles in 1900. Bummer is that it takes a long time to build them. I saw a picture from a standard oil gas station in Cal- Southern California. The 12 pumps were occupied, and the line waiting for a pump was about 30 Model S's. Oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Um, he, he actually wrote, read that will take five new nuclear reactors in California to provide electricity for all the electric cars in 2030. Bummer is it takes a long time to build them. Saw a picture from a Tesla's charging station in Southern California. The 12 chargers were occupied, and the line waiting for a charger was about 30 Tesla cars. Sorry about that. I was just, just making a point. <laughs> <laughs> the texture actually said that it's, uh, it's, it's not going to work out, so this decision by California to go to all electric stop selling gas cars in 2030 is a colossal mistake. Well, that's what they said before when they came with the new emission standards in California. Yeah, yeah. They said you can't do it. Uh, here's what I think. All the all the naysayers and the people that are coming up with these uh, formats like right. uh, eight nuclear reactors. Uh, Only five. They're not looking at the speed of science. And... Uh, you know, if you go back to the or, or, middle or, of the... Or the speed of uh, the South Korean company that builds nuclear reactors <clears throat> in 39 months. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it from a... You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a scientific nut, and I look at what's happening now with the sum total of human knowledge. It used to double every 40 years. Now it doubles every 12 hours. If that doesn't knock your socks off and spin you around and make you crazy, nothing will. But we are, with with our quantum computing and our and our cloud computing, artificial, and artificial intelligence. intelligence, and all that other stuff, uh, human beings are falling way behind on the generation of knowledge. So technology is, uh, is almost a joke now because there's nothing that you can you can think in in your in your. Uh, I started to we say haven't stupid. Imagined it. Stupid. You, we're stupid. Yeah. We as human beings are stupid compared to what artificial intelligence will be, and artificial intelligence will solve virtually any problem that you can imagine. Yeah. And it will happen. We're going to be. And uh, and it's also a very common thing in uh, throughout human history. It's when new industries and economies are, are birthed, yeah. magical things happen. There is a need for this electricity. They're not going to just let every the entire automobile or the entire global industries crash. New services will arise. Businesses will arrive. New sciences and technologies, like Earl said. So that's what happens when a new economy and, and a new industry is. Yeah, we Absolutely. Talk, you know, I, I just read the other day, this is totally off the subject, but it shows you a little bit about science. You know, uh, one of the greatest uh, horror stories and science fiction stories has always been uh, an asteroid destroying the Earth. Well, you right. saw, say NASA just and crashed happened. just crashed a, a, a spacecraft onto an asteroid. Right. Which and was, it changed the course yeah. of the asteroid. Yeah, yeah. So it I, did. They, they accomplished what they set out to do. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. The future's here, folks. What do you think? Give okay. us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Text us also at 772-497-6530. Uh, I've got one other here um, from Donovan. He says, I'm seeing dealers holding cars for a lot longer today. Prices are falling some. Do you think we're going into a new slash used car recession 
in the end of the year or beginning of 2023? I don't think so. I, I think uh, if you look at it historically, used car prices today are still quite a bit higher than they were one year ago. Uh, in the past couple of months, used car prices have come down like 6%. I, I don't see uh, a trend yet. Now, it might be. There might be a trend. Uh, if Unfortunately, if, if this happens uh, and prices do start to go down too much, the bad news will be we're in a, in a, in a uh, bad recession. And uh, there's a lot of people talking, now. a lot of smart people out there talking about recession. And if there is a recession, then all, all these fat cat car dealers out there are going to have to start working again for a living. And, uh, and it's, uh, I, I don't want to see it. I'd rather, I'd rather have a problem with price gouging than seeing a recession with people out of work and not being able to buy, you know, Anything. the basics. Yeah. Mm. All right, we have okay. a, oh, we have a call? We're good. All right, good. Uh, this is for Rick, anonymous feedback. Uh, good morning, anyone, everyone. This question is for Rick. I have a friend who doesn't want to replace bad wheel bearing. I'm sorry, doesn't want to replace a bad wheel bearing. I know other things can be damaged. I just don't know what those other things are. What other things might be damaged if a bad wheel bearing is not replaced? Thanks for your help. Uh, your life? <laughs> The wheel bearing on a car. How much does that cost? Yeah. <laughs> Good question there. The, the wheel bearing, basically, when they start to wear, they build heat because the wheel is supposed to spin nice and smooth, and those bearings are supposed to be greased in so that they can turn freely and smoothly. When they start to wear and the grease breaks down, it starts building heat and friction. It starts making a growling noise, and one of the easiest ways that we use to tell this can you can you make that noise because I don't I can't imagine what you when you say growling okay. as you're going down the road. Okay, and the way we can that you can actually kind of test this a little bit: find an open road with a parking lot, nobody around, get to about 20, 30 miles an hour, and then actually weave the car from side to side, and when the weight of the car shifts to the side with the bad bearing the noise will get louder. When the weight goes to the other side and takes the weight off the bearing, the noise will go a little bit less. And once that occurs, that'll help you identify where the bad bearing is. The problem is, as those bearings get worse and worse, they can suddenly seize up and explode apart. Wow. And especially, say you're on the highway traveling 50, 60, 70. Where, where is the wheel bearing? It's like up in the wheel? It's right where the wheel the hub where the wheel bolts Attaches to, to the, the car. Okay. So you're talking suddenly the loss of, maybe the loss of the entire wheel might fly right off the car. Okay. Hmm. And suddenly you're out of control and crashing a car with innocent people being hurt. Wheel bearings are nothing to mess around with, folks. If, if it's starting to make noise, you need to get it addressed very quickly because they can go a week or a month but they're not going to make it very much longer once they're making noise. Right, very mm. good. So you tell your friend that you have to replace that wheel bearing and because it's not just other parts of your car, you could actually get in a serious accident and die. Mandatory. So Absolutely. Do it, yes. Yeah. Big safety issue. Yeah. Um, video, they saw a video, here's another anonymous feedback. They saw a video on YouTube, and Rick's going to like this, where a man went to get an oil change and was told he also needed to get the cabin filter replaced for only $154.62, which he declined. Instead, he went uh, and purchased a new filter for $15. 
The video shows him replacing himself, and it took less than 20 seconds. What do you think about that? Should people be doing that? Some cars, you just, can actually change them very easily. Just get a good filter, though. Yep. Don't get a crappy filter. Some cars are a little little harder to replace. Uh, my preference, though, is I would buy a little more expensive filter. Yeah. I would look for one that has activated charcoal in the filter, especially because both my wife and I have allergies. Mm-hmm. And this is actually filtering the air that is going through your air conditioning system and being blown right into your face. So an activated charcoal filter will help get those yeah. particles and the allergens out of the air. How much does something like that cost? Uh, they can run up to about $35, $40 retail. That's a lot better than $154.62. Absolutely. <laughs> and the labor for it really is not that much. At our shop, the labor, we would run, up, I think, about $35, $40 for the technician to put it in. Uh-huh. Uh, some of them are kind of tough to get to because they're behind the glove box. Right. Others just have a simple little panel that you remove. Mm-hmm. And then other cars like the uh, the new Toyota Supra, oh, I, I can't do I have to get one of the young kids that can bend one of small like, kids. A, uh, like one, Gumby one, to get up under the dash to get to one. Of the, one of the guys are like under 5'6". Yeah, a little right. skinny kid. And I just say, hey, I'll give you 10 bucks. Go in there and replace that filter for me. <laughs> That's great. So uh, uh, let's see. Do we have any more feedback here? I don't think so. I think we're caught up. Okay, I'm going to share something with the folks. Um, back to flood cars. You know, here's something uh, that uh, we haven't mentioned on the show. This is from Consumer Report. And uh, did you know that some flood waters, um, they contain raw and untreated sewage and other contaminants that may pose serious, serious. very serious health hazards um, if they're, you know, this is from the uh, Center uh, for Disease Control and you can get more information about that, uh, but it's best to leave this up to a professional cleaning or if you're going into service uh, at the dealership, you know, they would have the, well, uh, protective equipment and such to take care of this problem. Rick, uh, what do you think? Um, have you have you had the flood cars? Uh, I'm sure in your, you know, years You've seen them, you've touched them, you've worked on them. As a matter of fact, I just spent Thursday and Friday resealing the glass panoramic roof on a, a, an older Venza that just through the years, the seals had broken down and it started leaking water inside. And as a matter of fact, those wells that I spoke about in the back corners of the car, mm. they were probably about 8 to 10 inches deep with water. The padding underneath the carpet was just soaked right in and when i first brought the car in the bay the 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 odor the smell the mustiness coming from it was horrible we were able to leave the car in the shop i drained all the water everywhere i could kept the doors and windows open for the whole time that was in the shop Mm. just to let it air out and one of the things this customer unfortunately they wanted to reseal the roof but they said they would take care of the rest of the cleanup themselves my first recommendation is get a couple buckets of damp rid mm-hmm. from Target, anywhere, Walmart, Home Depot. Amazon. Amazon. Park your car outside, outside of the garage, have it out in the sun, windows up, put the damp rid inside. Florida sun will turn that car into an oven, evaporate the water inside, 
the damper yeah. will soak up all the moisture from the air and of course mold and mildew then without that water will dry up and hopefully it will reduce the the odors and reduce any health issues that might come up from it great it's not going to go away mm -hmm. but it will reduce it reduce. dramatically yeah, so you're absolutely. using uh, at the shop we don't actually at the shop unless the customer requests it yeah. our normal thing would be to remove the carpet remove the padding from underneath thoroughly scrub everything we can on the floorboards of the car and then put new padding clean the carpet and put it all back together what what kind of a chemical are you using on the uh, floorboard uh just basic cleaners ammonia and water mm. um we also have uh serve pro will come in and do mold remediation that's a great company where they will use their their cleanup systems to just basically kill all the mold in the car mm -hmm. and i mean there's ways to it that of course can get rather expensive so you know if you're really tight on a budget go with the damp rid and let that florida sun do its work yeah you can't go wrong with the damp rid um we're going to go back to the phones and we're going to talk to uh frank from jupiter farms good morning frank well, good morning to y'all. Um, I'm almost perplexed in one way. Um, someone not wanting to put wheelberries in, I mean, for such a, a minimal price. I mean, but it was interesting um, the technique of turning the cars side to side. Um, I, I have never really knew that before, so that was cool. And on another note, um, the other day on the news, I was really proud to see the big door of rents rescue ranch truck getting ready to go across the state immediately i said you know that's the roasters um go to people and it was uh, nice to see them on tv yeah they um i mean they're like part of like emergency response all over the country i mean every time there's a, a disastrous i mean who's thinking about the dogs and uh it's them and they're out they get there on the road and we're going to have, you know, in the coming uh, weeks and months, you know, you know, we feature them. We try and help out get these dogs adopted. So we do some um, sponsored dogs. And we try and promote individual ones, get some attention, see if we can get them adopted fast. So we're going to get a whole bunch of South Florida dogs. And that's just really sad because not only, you know, do we support them, we're all dog lovers ourselves. And it's just heartbreaking when you think yeah. about, you know. Uh, Frank, did you see the clip that uh, Channel 5 ran on Big Dog Ranch last night? No, I missed it. No, it, it did. Uh, you can you can probably uh, pull that up. Uh, go to the uh, website Channel Five. But uh, it was just amazing what Lori Simmons is doing, and they interviewed her and they showed this huge bus uh, that they were uh, taking to Southwest Florida, and they were showing all the floodwaters and the dogs that are stranded. And you know they plan on coming back with a more than a busload. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely go on there. I've been very impressed with them over the years, and of course, I'm very, very uh, proud to know yeah. you guys do so much work for them. It's a, right. it's, a, it's a pretty good thing. And one last thing: um, a few weeks ago, I was in your dealership getting my car aligned, which was, um, was just one of the guys on the Mercedes. Hey, uh, Frank, you're um, you're breaking up. Um, okay. No, I'm sorry. Can you hear me better now? Uh, yeah, a little. I'll, I'll be quick. Um, I had a chance to go into the back and see your workshop. What a nice work it is. Nothing like I had when I was working at Shell in the 60s, you know, doing tunas. <laughs> oh, thank um, you. And, 
Rick keeps that place clean. Anyway. All right. Thanks for calling, Bob. I'm glad you got through everything. Good. Take care, Bob. All right. Talk to you next Thank week. Thank you, Frank. Uh, Frank's a regular caller, and he was pointing out that meticulous floor. <laughs> Back there were real words. <laughs> you could eat off those floors. <laughs> I'm I'm a big clumsy guy. I do not have a messy floor because I slip and slide too easy. So it's <laughs> right. It's, I I keep my bay clean. He's mm-hmm. got to do it. Yeah. Nope. We have a text from Patrick who sent something uh, pretty astonishing here. It's a uh, news story. Um, this was in the Panhandle in Florida um, just a week ago. A uh, Navy officer, 23-year-old Navy officer, was found dead at the wheel with neck wounds, and it was his airbag that had exploded. And mm-hmm. he is, uh, his family is claiming that it was a Ford vehicle, and they're claiming that they never received any recall notices, and Ford is on the other side saying, we have sent recall notices for the last how many years? And that just, this is a, a brutal example of the fact that only, what, 25% of people get any re- recall repaired, and, um, and this is the, uh, at the extreme but very possible end. Um, when they when those recalls these Dakota recalls were put out, don't you remember they said these vehicles the only time they should be driven is to the dealership to get them repaired, and um, and this is a very sad story, but this just happened. That's that's been a problem for a long time, hasn't it, Stu? Yeah. Where you get a recall and you you know you're they just ignore it. They ignore it. The um, I I read in New York State they were still require and I imagine other states too still require um, vehicle inspections. So recall notices are hand handed to the vehicle owner mm. when they come in for the inspection. Yeah. Uh, we don't have inspections in Florida anymore. We used to have them yes. back when I started. We used to. They were a good pay. thing. Uh, Pain in the really? butt, but yeah. yeah. One of the things we do at our shop, and I hope other shops are doing this as well, and I guarantee most dealerships of every make do this. Every single car that comes in for service, we run the VIN number check for to check for recalls. Every used car that we bring in for an inspection before it goes on the used car lot mm-hmm. is checked for recalls. Every mechanic shop dealership or aftermarket has the ability to run a VIN number through the NHTSA.gov website to find out about open recalls. And if you're a mechanic or you work at any automotive repair facility and you are not doing this, you are doing a disservice to your customers. Complicit. Could be complicit. I just I, I think that Great just the knowledge of how serious you're it is. You're putting people's lives right. at risk for no reason yeah. when it takes less than five minutes to run a VIN, find out about a recall, and say, hey, Mr. Jones, did you know your car has an open recall? You should get to your dealership and get this done. Yeah, a lot of great information here, folks. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Are we going to go to yeah, Stu? I just, I just went over because I realized I had been neglecting our Facebook stream, and I went over to look at it. So uh, John John Neal um, is over um, in Port Charlotte, and that was uh, mm. you know, like that's dead center. Um, he has wife, Wi-Fi in his GM car, and has really saved us. Um, so they can make phone calls and use, use the internet. Oh. So oh. there is the one thing you didn't think of <laughs> when we were talking about Wi-Fi. How, we thought it was a stupid thing to have in a car because everybody's got phones, but. Um, that's pretty good. So he's got the Wi-Fi in his GM car, um, but he s- reports that things are not good over here in his area in Port Charlotte. Yeah. So we and, wish you the best, John. And I'm going to mention again, folks. Uh, you know the the book. If you if you put off um, purchasing 
Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Uh, definitely take advantage of that. Um, all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. All proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. Confessions of a Recovering Car Dealer. Amazon. It is uh, something that doesn't become outdated, so to speak. Um, there is just so much information, and it's uh, something you would probably carry with you. It just gives you every bit of information. It's a Hallardew book. It isn't, you, uh, it's not a, yeah, the new book is more of an autobiography, but this, yeah. this here is a how to do it book, and it really, it summarizes pretty much what we talk about on the show all the time, and it's available on Amazon.com, and you buy it for about 20 bucks, and 100% of the proceeds that we receive from the book go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Yeah, and, and, and if you saw the clip last a, night, folks, You'll you'll um, you'll realize the impact, um, and uh, Lori's doing a, a great job, and uh, they're headed to Southwest Florida, and boy, I'll tell you, there's some real stories, uh, real stories. So purchase that book, go to Amazon, and uh, you can be part of the solution. Thank you, eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and uh, don't forget. Uh, we will have the mystery shopping report coming up soon mm -hmm. and that uh, mystery shop was from coral springs nissan now back to Stu. got some anonymous feedback coming in hello this question is likely most likely for earl or Stu. Uh, will car prices for new and used cars stay this high even after the inventory shortage is over it appears people have become used to the high prices i thought i heard it said the prices will not go back down even when the inventory shortage is fixed Thank you. Um, well, we definitely have opinions on that. I, th I think it's going to take longer, um, I, but it's hard to fight the natural forces, the, un the invisible hand of the market, and eventually production will increase, and eventually the natural greed of actors in this economy are going to discount to get more business and get more market share, and it's going to become normal. But we don't know how long it's going to take. I think, I think the manufacturers... If, if the dealers don't learn anything from this, the manufacturers will. And I think that the manufacturers are realizing that the cutthroat um, war for market share, and and sh uh, my, my term as a car dealer over the years has always been, they shove cars down the dealer's throats. And they build as many cars as they possibly can. They like to run those plants 24-7. Uh, the, the more you can run a plant to crank out cars, the cheaper you can build the cars, less expensive per car. The only problem is you've got to get rid of those cars. General Motors, Ford, Honda, Toyota, they can build them real fast, but how do they get rid of them? Well, they get rid of them through their dealer network. And they tell the dealers, here's 400 cars that we're going to send you this month. And the dealer says, I don't want 400 cars. And then there's coercion and there's all sorts of things that go on. And dealers end up with too many cars. And this has been going on for, for decades. And so if a dealer has uh, 500 cars in his inventory, and he really should only have 100, uh, he has to sell them because in normal times, especially when you don't have low interest rates, it's extremely costly to hold that inventory. You have maintenance, insurance, interest on the cost of ownership. So what do you do? Uh, you sell the cars cheap. Now that's good for the, good for the car buyer. 
Um, it's funny because you know, these modern car manufacturers yeah. understand the problem of not having unused inventory on yeah. hand, so they use this just in time. We don't get to use that. Yeah. <laughs> we my, are now. <laughs> my, my recent blog about, uh, you know, the, is the devil you know or the devil you don't know, uh, the sum total of the, the meaning of this blog I wrote is that we might be too quick to try to get rid of the dealers. I don't know. Uh, something's going to change, though. And going back to the original question here, I don't think we're going to see the wild, wild west when things settle down, when when the whole COVID thing is over and the microchip thing is over and all the other, the flood, when, when we get back to what, whenever we, if we ever do it normal. Because of the manufacturers. Because, it'll be because of the manufacturers. I think the manufacturers are going to have a more controlled. I agree. If they allocation. do that, then yeah. that, that's going to happen. And prices will, prices will be higher than they were. And they're still going to be pretty high and you're still going to be able to try to negotiate the price down but they won't be as high as they as they are today by far all right very good um let's see let me jump back over here amory came back with another text amory says before covid there was a very smart lady from the florida's west coast who called in every week i believe her name was tina that's right tina from bonita springs yep Benita Springs was right down there. Um, I really miss her fascinating calls. I seem to remember that her schedule changed due to the pandemic, so she wouldn't be calling in anymore. Have you had any word from her? I hope she did okay with the storm. We do too. Um, we haven't heard anything uh, from Tina since her work schedule changed, and we haven't. Uh, she hasn't called in the show. Um, I actually just had a map Benita Springs just to get an idea where it is, but it's uh, yeah, it's right there, um, just south of Fort Myers Beach. So it got hit pretty hard. So uh, we're praying for Tina. Absolutely. Do we have Tina's last name? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, you guys might have, because I didn't know if you had any other, you know, yeah, off-air off discussions with her. I had contact information, and I got in touch with uh, with her, and uh, it was quite some time ago. Okay. And confirming what you just said, her, you know, schedule had changed. Yeah. Well, I hope she's doing. That okay. she's doing fine. Yeah. Um, Bob sent us a text. Uh, let us know that there are now races with F1 type all electric cars and he sent me a link uh, to a news story um, NASCAR electric racing series leaked documents so it looks like that's uh, that's happening as we speak sorry for all the AV haters out there <laughs> well, the world's be, changing it'll be a new audience I can, I oh, yeah, can tell yeah. you that I mean that, that's a, yeah they'll have charcuterie boards yeah, and yeah. <laughs> crudite <laughs> anyway it'll be like polo exactly they'll just be sipping things very quiet and they'll, they'll Sandwiches. Yeah. Well, that, like, would, that would be a great cartoon comedy or something, you know, to have a bunch of people sitting in the stands just in, tea. in total quiet. In your serious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies, don't forget, you still have time to give us a call and win your $50 for the first two new lady callers. Hey, 777-960-9960. And uh, for everyone else, um, give us a call if uh, if you know anyone over there in, uh, on the other coast. And, well, what kind of an impact uh, on their lives uh, that uh, they shared with you. Give us a call and let's talk about it. It's definitely worth talking about. God bless all of them. Okay, back to Rick. Uh, we're caught up. You're all caught up? Yep. Okay. How about Stu? We have no more text and no more anonymous feedback. Okay. Ooh, we better give that number out a lot. Yeah, definitely. 877-960-9960. And you can text us at 
Uh, Earl, do you have something uh, that you oh, and I, I, I went I, over I, on the automotive news? I, I have a, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get irritated because uh, uh, we have our attorney general running for re-election. And uh, it, it's just, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about the fact that um, the attorney general for the state of Florida, what's her name? Ashley, Ashley Moody. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did we see a commercial uh, last night? And, she's, and uh, I kept saying, and she's running for November's here. <laughs> and she's in, she's in the tank for the, the car dealers. <laughs> and uh, I even looked up her, her opponent, and I've never heard of her opponent. Her, her Democratic opponent's name is Aramis Ayala. And, uh, and uh, nobody's ever heard of her. She has. Uh, uh, practically no financing, um, and so uh, it, it's just a foregone conclusion that that uh, she's not going to be able to defeat Ashley Moody. Ashley Moody has a huge war chest, yeah. And you know, it's part of the system. I, you know, I it's silly for me to worry about it and get myself upset about it because that's the way our politics is in the United States. We're the greatest country on earth. And, you know, nobody wants to live anywhere except the United States. And certainly, uh, you know, that's evidenced by people that are trying to come here all the time. We say too many people are trying to come here. Well, you can't blame them. How would you like to be born in Nigeria or Haiti or, or uh, you know, I could name a thousand other places that you wouldn't want to be from. And so they come here. So we're a great country. The problem is uh, we're a capitalist country. and. And our politicians are run based on donations and contributions. And the people that make the contributions uh, get what they want. And the car dealers and the car dealer associations elect Ashley Moody. Ashley Moody will not enforce the laws to protect the consumer. And there we are. I think the problem is term limitations, plain and simple. Well, uh, the, you get can, them in, get well, them out. Well, that, that's good. I'll, I'll vote for that. But the, the problem is the person that goes in is going to be the one that gets the most money to spend the most on the campaign. That's our system, folks. Well, she's spending I mean, a lot of money right now. That's our system, and that's the way it is. Uh, love it or leave it. I, I, I prefer to uh, stay here. I'm not, I'm not going to Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And everyone knows that we've uh, you know, been in contact or uh, on our own end here with uh, the governor, uh, with the attorney general we haven't heard from anyone no. so you can understand us being annoyed uh, but reason, we're not giving up the reason i'm so high on wplg channel 10 and jeff uh you know once here the uh, investigative reporter is they are true journalists in the true sense of the word journalism is supposed to be an honorable profession and to some extent it still is but to some extent it's not and the way it's not is because media re relies on advertising. And uh, television channels, especially radio stations, newspapers, they have to have advertisers. Who advertises more than anybody? Car dealers. Uh, maybe lawyers. Uh, when you turn on TV, when you listen to the radio, when you look at the newspaper, what do you see? Either a lawyer ad or a TV ad, right? So if you're on a TV station, uh, and you're getting a huge avenue uh, revenue from the car dealers, um, you're not going to attack the car dealers. And, if, and when you do, it takes a lot of guts. The WPLG and Jeff Weinsier have a lot of guts 
They've gone after car dealers in South Florida, and there's a class action suit right now against car dealers for taking advantage of people when they uh, try to buy their off-lease cars. And uh, there's lawsuits cropping up. They're really stirring it up. So uh, if you're in South Florida and you get Channel 10, watch Channel 10. And uh, listen for Jeff Weinz here on his investigations. And if we do enough of that, if the media had the courage to stand up to these car dealers and advise the voters, see, the, the car buyers are also the voters. If all the voters got stirred up, then the politicians could run on the basis that I'm going to take care of you and see that the car dealers behave themselves and obey the laws. And that would be a platform you could run on and get elected. And you wouldn't have Ashley Moody as Attorney General of Florida. You'd have someone that cared about you, the consumer. So that's my wish. Cared about you and the consumer. What a fabulous job Jeff did. Uh, it is just amazing. Go back and, and, and watch this video. You can go to Earl on Cars. Uh, you, you just want to watch it over and over again. It is, uh, wow, that's all I can say. Ladies and gentlemen, we still have time left here, 877-960-9960. And we're going to go back to the phones, and we are going to talk to John in West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Welcome. Uh, just good. You can hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Very good. All right. Um, you know, you mentioned about that uh, uh, NASCAR uh, EV, uh, electric car racing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, a possible future. And the only way I see that happening is uh, the cars equipped with high-capacity batteries for for the long miles and that, or some type of pit stop where the car slides in or comes into the pit stop and all of a sudden, the batteries get replaced by driving in and pushing the old battery out to continue racing because they won't be able to sit there and charge for the half hour uh, unless they have some type of high-capacity uh, charging system. But to slide the battery in and out, and then also the cars are going to change because of their low center of gravity. It's not going to look like the cars we have now uh, because, like I said, they'll have a low center of gravity. They'll be able to change the shape of those cars almost like the little slot cars that mm-hmm. I used to race yeah. when I was little. Yeah. And that, because the, that, you know, and then if you keep going with it, because of autonomous cars, you'll end up having, uh, you won't even need drivers and that. Because, right. Because of the computer. Right. They'll never crash. Wow. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Anyway. Just, just my thought on something in the near future. What, what race is going to come down to? Yeah, the future's here. It's going like to happen. Ro- like robot wars. Like what's that thing they have on the sh- right where the competition between the robots that destroy each other will be real. Battle bots. Battle bots. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Has it gotten any better? I mean, have the robots gotten like more robotic instead of like little Roombas with chainsaws? I. <laughs> uh, they've gotten pretty um, imaginative in their devices. But the violence on that show, machine to machine, really? is unbelievable. Unparalleled. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like a demolition. The, uh, uh, thank you so much, Yeah, we uh, got a John. kind of caught up topic there. Do you, do you have a question or continued conversation? 
Okay, John. John's gone. Um, if you want to, if you want to watch something, uh, watch Elon Musk and uh, the robots that he's working on. And uh, one day that plant oh, yeah, is going to be open, and it's all going to be. He has an AI conference coming up, and he last does. year he he teased a humanoid robot, and there's supposedly there's going to be something more on, on it this yeah. AI conference. Yeah, the, I hope it's a robot that walks across the stage. The humanoids. I mean, it's it's just amazing if you you watch any of that. Um, we are going to go to Dan uh, in Hope's on. Good morning, Dan. Hello, how are you all doing today? Hey, Dan. Great. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just I just got a new Tacoma day before yesterday from you guys. Oh, great. Okay. And, How'd it go? Uh, it, it, it went great. It's the third vehicle I bought in the last six years. I, I, Lionel, I always go to Lionel because he's real friendly and, and uh, I like dealing with him. And I just want to tell you all what a wonderful experience it was. It, it's, and it always is. You know, I'm in and out quick. There's no nonsense. They give me the payment I want. And I just real, just want to tell you all how happy I am every time I come in there to buy something, you know. What, what day was it yesterday? Uh, it was day before yesterday. Was, nice uh, nice, nice and quiet, quiet, wasn't it? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was very quiet. If that happens to car and, dealerships uh, when there's a hurricane <laughs> within 500 miles. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for calling. Yeah, thanks for calling, Dan. Glad you had a great experience. All right, bye bye. Have a great weekend. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, we'll go back to Stu. Well, um, I was looking. This is kind of interesting. We have a uh, text from Bob, and he said he had the recalls done um, for the airbags on his 2006 Mustang. Um, I remember there was a lot on those Mustangs. Those, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, that's we did. A, we When we were back in the, the Takata heyday, when we were finding them all over Florida, um, there's a lot of Mustangs, a lot of Chryslers. Wow. Uh, Bob wants to know, will a VIN check show the recall was performed? Um, if you run the VIN on a vehicle that the recall has already performed, it will not show up on that. It, it's, it only shows open recalls. Um, as an interesting, uh, I, I went back to an old Takata uh, shop, mystery shop, and took a VIN number from a Chrysler 300LX that had a open Takata recall that was being sold by a dealer. And I ran the VIN and it has been fixed. There's no open recalls on that car. So whoever the new owner of, is it, uh, owner of this car is, great job. And then I ran a Carfax just to see what it looks like on that. And what you have is Carfax, um, uh, if, if service, if a service history is, is listed on that and they repair to recall, it will list that. Um, but it doesn't show, um, if it's not on a service history, it's not going to show up on a Carfax report. But it doesn't matter because it's been fixed. Right. But a dealership, if you if a dealership runs the VIN number shows through the, their oh, system. It shows open and closed, right? It will show all. Yeah, because that's the whole service deal. history. Yeah. yeah, that's a little bit more detailed. And you can ask the service department. They give you the information. They shouldn't have any problem to let you know. But if you run it on on um, safercar.gov, um, you'll find out if it's not there, you're good. And also right. completed if they if they've completed the paperwork. Yeah. we've had some situations in the past where uh, you know they just for some reason 
sat on the repair order for a few months and never mm-hmm. got back. So if Chevrolet doesn't know, they're not going to be able to hey, take it. I got a, I got a great uh, text for you from Paul. <clears throat> Paul wants to know, it says, local newspapers used to have complete advertising sections from car dealers. He's, Earl's laughing right now. No more. Um, so where are the local newspapers uh, covering this consumer ripoff? Well, it's true. I, I, I look online the, advertising. Yeah, online. They have the online version. And, and the local paper still has full-page uh, ads uh, from actually Maroney Chevrolet for some reason. Right. I don't know why. That's the reason. Every time we take a shot at Maroney, it just yeah, He's the only across. car dealer in the Palm, Be- Palm Beach Post, so I, I can't figure that out. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, newspapers, uh, because they've fallen from favor so much, you know, uh, even online, uh, you know, you got Wall Street Journal and New York Times and, and USA Today and national papers that are hanging on, uh, maybe the Washington Post, but the, the local na- newspapers are pretty much dead. And, uh, and so they're, they're, they're not very influential anyway anymore in the market. The TV stations mainly uh, and online are the big venues for the advertising. So, Earl, yeah. we, we would sit years ago, we were with Seaview, and the whole kitchen counter would be lined up with yeah. advertisement yeah. Every from all the newspapers. In the, in the newspaper, yeah. And would have the magnifying glass. Out. It was just, it was unbelievable. I never thought the day would come whenever we weren't, you know, clipping and cutting all of these advertisements out of the newspaper. It was mind-boggling the amount of money that was spent and messy. on advertising. And messy, too. Oh. You know, I just, before we do the <laughs> mystery shopping... Before we do the mystery shopping report, I, I alluded earlier in the show. I just pulled this up uh, to show you online on my iPhone. Um, this is a <coughs> when you Google flood cars uh, up. Uh, there's a website autobidmaster.com, and uh, uh, I'll just hold it up briefly. But what it is, it, they're, <laughs> they're listing all these flood cars. Uh, 2020 Jeep Wrangler. Uh, here's a t- 2015 Ford Escape, and they have hundreds and hundreds of these things, and they're selling them to the dealers. And why are they selling them to the dealers? So they can sell them to you. So uh, the, I think sometimes people think when a car is in a flood, uh, somebody comes by and picks it up and takes it to a scrap heap, and you see these big things, and they smash them. No, they don't. <laughs> they sell them. Yeah, if you want to buy one, go on down. And then to, they resell them. All go, these cars. Go to Big Red's Auto Sales in West Palm Beach. <laughs> right. Seriously, that's they Big sell. Red? They're selling flood cars, auto auction mall, R and R car sales. Yeah. I, I googled it in South. Yeah. Flood cars for sale in Florida. So there's going to be a huge, huh. a huge amount of these cars, and they're going to smell good. They're going to look good. They're going to be cheaper than what you could buy a real car for, and this is happening. And people will be victimized. So. That's, that was the theme of this show. I'm really glad we devoted so much time to it because it's going to be around to haunt us for a long time. Definitely. Big Red been around for a long time? I don't know. I never heard of it, um, but apparently it's a local car. And when, when something shows up, that's a keyword that they're using in search. So um, when I searched yeah. flood cars, they came up. Mm. It, it should be. I mean, I, 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 we'll have a show of what it should be sometime. It should be mandatory to destroy a flood car. If a car is totaled by an insurance company, 
then that car should be destroyed. Or, or, or only allowed for uh, part salvageable, part salvage. Certain parts. Yeah. I mean, they're parts of the car. You know? yeah. So, so yeah, exactly. The, we don't we don't have the laws, folks. And I go back on my broken record. Uh, we don't have the laws because the regulators and the legislators are in the pockets of the auto industry, and that's why you can go online and have somebody blatantly saying. Flood cars for sale. Right. Buy them here, and then sell them to whoever is the big sucker out there. That's that's the way our capitalist society is, and I'm a capitalist. You just got to live with it. You got to live with it. You got to love us or leave us. Right. Exactly. If if you're not, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. We're consumer advocates. (laughs) We're trying to make the kitchen a lot cooler. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. Let's do the mystery shopping report, and then. uh, Okay. We'll, uh, hopefully we'll get some text because we'll finish up earlier. And Folks, you're think. a big part of the Mystery Shopping Report, and we'd love for you to vote on it. So go to uh, send your, your uh, vote in at uh, 772-497-6530, Mystery Shop of Coral Springs Nissan. Don't oh. forget, you've got to vote. Okay. When Agent Lightning chose Coral Springs Nissan for this week's Mystery Shopping Report, I wasn't sure uh, we've been there before. We've we've been doing this so long; it's easy to lose track. I mean, we got how many how many mystery shops have we done? I don't know. Just in the file that I have, since I've been saving them as PDFs, there's yeah. hundreds and yeah. hundreds. Yeah, uh, it's also easy to lose track of where Coral Springs is. Not for me, because that's where Cleveland Clinic is. Oh, okay. and then I drive down. <laughs> well, there. this is this is speaking as if you were Stu, because I didn't know I, I didn't know where it was. Yeah, well, there Cleveland Clinic is also in Weston, but. Uh, Coral Springs is just a little bit closer. Um, so, uh, Stu check Google Maps. As it turns out, we have Mystery Shop Coral Springs Nissan. And Coral Springs is in North Broward County, as far west as you're going to get before you hit the Everglades or Weston. Um, was Coral Springs Nissan owned by the Page Auto Group, Bill Page and, and company? I didn't know the Pages had any in Florida. Oh, yeah. I yeah. thought they were just up in oh, D.C. No, no, area. They, no, there was a, they, there's a Bill Page Auto Group in Florida, and uh, it was uh, it was one of the Pages, not Bill Page Jr., <coughs> but one of the Pages that owned several dealerships. And, and it may oh, be Seniors Brothers or something like that? Brothers, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, ten, 10 members of the family, okay. and they all have credit. I just know the kids. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the 50-year-old kids. So we, we, know these, we know this family going way, way back. Um, it was December 2020 when we last visited Coral Springs, and it was part of a multi-expose on Nissan dealers. Over the years, we've observed Nissan dealerships that they tend to be um, a little more aggressively with, with regard to sales tactics. I think partly because they get beat up more aggressively by right. Nissan. Yeah. Nissan is uh, probably one of the least desired manufactured, desired by car dealerships. And the dealers they have are about as mean as Nissan is. It's just a, 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 a mean manufacturer and a bunch of mean dealers. Yeah. I know I'm stereotyping Meanness here. rolls downhill. And there are exceptions. Uh, obviously, there are exceptions. Um, we can confirm we see this sort of thing in our mystery shopping reports. We've received calls and comments from listeners who call out Nissan dealerships for a poor customer experience. Our last Coral Springs Nissan shop was also centered on the Costco Auto Program. To recap, they didn't do well. They played games with the price, had a $1,500 addendum in the days before these add-ons were even all over the place. Before agreeing to take half off, I'm sure it was not the experience Costco members 
expected, or Costco expected for their members. We returned almost two years later in a world almost unrecognizable from the one in which we conducted our last investigation. The Costco Auto Program, while still one of the only tools to get a discount off MSRP, these days it's currently uh, a reliable way to price uh, car dealers because car dealers aren't already to give up their fat margins. So it's better than nothing. Uh, it's hard because you can't find models. Uh, there's such a car shortage. But uh, I still recommend the Costco Auto Buying Program as being the best way you can do it, even though it's not nearly as good as it should be, and, and, and it used to be. Costco Member Auto Buying Program. If you're not a Costco member, join. It's worth the 65 bucks. Instead of going through what would likely be a futile search online, Agent Lightning drove straight down to Coral Springs and walked in the side door. Here's a report. I'm Agent Lightning. I'm not really Agent Lightning. I'm just going to say I'm Agent Lightning. I entered the showroom at mid-morning, wandered around waiting to be greeted. There was a new bright yellow Nissan Z uh, parked behind a, uh, in, in a ring of red velvet ropes. MSRP of the Z was 54915 but the dealership added a market adjustment. <laughs> you can't even say it. I can't say it. The, the, the adjustments is almost as much as the dealer list. $32,375 added to $54,915 sticker price. Dealer list price was 88888 So they did that, like... They had to do the math. They, they go, did. Let's, let's sell it for 88888 That yeah. sounds good. So yeah. what's, the, what's the markup there? Absolutely. You know they <laughs> do did the math that. for me. And they were laughing. They were laughing when they did it. And some will probably buy it at that price. No one asked me, so I walked to the front desk. A young lady there asked me if I had an appointment. I said I didn't, but I'd like to speak to somebody about a new car. She called someone to help me. Uh, this is a Benjamin. tongue twister. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Benjamin like with a Y. It's, Benjamin it's Hebrew. A, I, I Benjamin. Maybe, yeah. At first I thought it was a typo, but it's really Benjamin. Mm -hmm. uh, Benjamin with a Y. Came over in a couple of minutes to ask how we could help. I said I was there to get a new car, either one of the smaller models, like the Sentra or the Versa. Then I pointed to the LZ and said my son would prefer that. And Benjamin said, is it, do you pronounce it Benjamin? Benjamin. Benjamin, yeah. You can call him Ben if it's easier. I'll call him Ben. Said that was the only car they mark up. The rest are sold at the MSRP. Now that's good if it's true. He said the Kia dealership next door is doing $4,000 over MSRP on everything. Uh, Benjamin Ben excused himself to see if he had any centers or verses. He returned quickly to say he didn't have any in stock. He suggested I consider a used vehicle. I said I prefer new. Then he suggested the new Kicks. Uh, he had out front the, the, the Nissan Kicks. We walked outside of the car. It was red with an MSRP of twenty-four thousand two seventy, and true to Ben's word, there was no market adjustment addendum. We took the car for a test drive, and Ben was very thorough as he explained all the features, focusing on safety. We returned, and Ben led me to a desk, asked me to sit. He left for a minute, and he returned, sat down, asked me to sign a document. It consisted of a single printed sheet of paper, whole sheet of paper, I guess, that included the dealership's why buy from us message, and this was at the bottom. And this really irritates me. Yeah. It irritated me. It should irritate anybody. 
It's arrogant. I don't like arrogance with retailers. And this uh, piece of paper, I'll just show it. If you're streaming us, I'll show you. Little piece of paper there it says customer will buy and drive car home now if all terms are acceptable. And then there's a line for customer signature. Yeah. So that just that would make me angry. It would make you angry. It made um, Agent Lightning angry. And um, why would you sign something like that? He said well, you know, when I objected to signing it, he said it doesn't really obligate me to buy. It wasn't legally binding. Well, then why why use it? Well, we all know intimidation. Exactly. I think it was a test. Uh, yeah. You I, know, Agent Lightning is phenomenal. She has so much experience. She can handle any situation. Well, that's uh, okay. She sign it. Yeah, yeah. She did buy that car from Treasure Ghost for eight million dollars over. Anyway, uh, uh, my point being there, not to embarrass Agent Lightning, is the fact that. We're, we all succumb to being taken advantage of when we're buying a car. Cars are an extremely emotional uh, item of merchandise. It's not like buying a, a loaf of bread. You know, when you buy a car, you get emotionally involved. And uh, people name their cars. Mm-hmm. They get sad when they trade in their cars. I name my car. They talk to their cars. It's like bringing a puppy dog home. Yeah. You so, named your car. So don't think that you are, uh, again, uh, Agent Lightning who is an extremely smart woman, who is, knows more about buying cars than 99.9% of the people. That's what she does for a living. She pretends to buy cars from dis- disreputable, evil car dealers, and she actually got taken advantage of by a car dealer because she wanted to buy a car, and she paid too much money for it. She had to have a car, so there you go. We all are victims of these car dealers. Okay, so we argued about the signature on this silly document that said that I'm going to buy the car uh, if the terms are acceptable. I didn't, I didn't sign. It wasn't legally binding. And anyway, then Jorge, the sales manager, came over to the desk with a printed pricing sheet for the kicks. Uh, they bring in the manager. Standard operating procedure. The top line was MSRP twenty four thousand two seventy. There was no discount, but there was also no market adjustment. That speaks well. Just like Ben said, however, there was an $1,899 in fees, $1,899 in fees. Now, uh, $1,500 worth of that, is got, or maybe $1,400 worth of that, has got to be BS. Yeah. And uh, some of it is actually tax and tag. I studied the sheet and objected to the fees. Ben broke them down for me. $992 dealer fee. And there's probably more than that. He says 449 title and 450 tag. And, and that's you, that's a that's the, he's he's obviously doing those the e filing and yeah, the, and yeah. private and the 449 yeah. and the 450 is a standard tag yeah. estimate, but it it will not be that. Yeah. So uh, about fifteen hundred dollars in phony fees. I told him that. Wait a minute. What did I say? Yeah, about fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I told him I was considering, uh, considering another Volkswagen in uh, West Palm Beach, and they were going lower than MSRP. Uh, Jorge interrupted it by asking if it was Schumacher. Right. <laughs> familiar with his competition. It's not I, really his competition, because Schumacher's like way up here. He's down yeah. in Coral Springs. Yeah, but West Palm. I mean, there's not, not that many Volkswagen dealers, I guess. Well, there, I mean, this, she's, she brought up that she's looking at that Volkswagen from yeah. the last shop, but she's looking at a Nissan now. Yeah, so. oh, that's true. She's yeah. just saying she's getting a price lower than MSRP. So oh, I gotcha. yeah. I said I was told, I, it was, and I told him I was getting a Costco discount there. Okay. 
Lori came right back and said they have Costco pricing. Uh, she went in on purpose, not saying she was a Costco member. And uh, that's what happens. If you don't tell them you're a Costco member, they're not going to tell you about it mm-hmm. because they don't want you to use the Costco pricing program. Um, and he even asked for my Costco card, which is something they're supposed to do. I showed him my Costco application with my Costco membership. And the manager, or he excused himself to get updated pricing. This time there was a $650 discount, and the fees had been lowered by $30. (laughs) So he didn't look at the membership, Costco member pricing sheet, uh, which she did in the last shop, but she just chose not to do it here. If you are a Costco member, you always want to ask to see that. Now, the Costco price on the Costco member sheet doesn't give you the dealer fees, but above it, it tells you what the extra fees are. So you have to mentally add that back into the Costco member price to get the real price. And they do have to, as we understand it, charge you $350 below list. In this case here, they said it was $650 discount. Yeah, but with a bunch of fees. Yeah, and you know, on top of the fees. And that we didn't get into the fee argument. Jorge also advised me that they have a new Versa coming in on October 11th due to a cancellation. That vehicle, I said, is less expensive than the Kicks. I said I couldn't wait until then. Jorge suggested putting me in a rental until it arrived, and I said I had to check with my husband. Jorge asked me to wait to meet somebody else. Uh, to uh, yeah, meet someone else. I waited, and then Jesus appeared. He told me what Jorge had told me. They had a cancellation on a Versa and he could get me out the door around uh, $22,000 on it. I said, thank you to Jesus, and I left. And that's our story, man. That's, uh, and we're uh, sticking to it. Costco, another Costco report. So, yeah, so they clearly have a Costco program. And um, last time she went, they went through the, the actual procedure. They followed the – I read the, the Mystery Shop report from two years ago. They went through the procedure – but they still added on all these fees. And when they told her, I mean, when, when Agent Lightning objected to the fees, they said Costco program says that she's, she means she can get the addendum items for half, half off. So it was a complete, they, then they completely screwed up after that. Was that one we complained to uh, the Alliance company, who is the, the company that does uh, Costco membership? Uh, maybe, maybe, because I remember there was a, um, we had a discussion of, of what was allowed to to be uh, on the on the Costco pricing sheet, and then we saw another Costco pricing sheet that said that all dealer installed items will be offered to Costco members at dealer's cost. So they're still making people pay for things, but if if you held it to the letter of the law, they would have to pay two hundred dollars for an eighteen hundred dollar addendum. Yeah. But I don't know what became of it. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, I keep saying uh, we're going to do this, but I. You know, Costco, uh, Nancy and I have talked about this a lot. You know, we rely heavily on Costco, and um, and you, we, we were disappointed that they don't administer their program better with the Costco auto buying program. Uh, I think their heart's in the right place. They mean to, but they got in bed with this alliance company many years ago, and uh, they let them run the program. And uh, they don't really, uh, they don't, the Costco experience isn't what you get with the Costco Auto Membership Program and the Auto Buying Program. Uh, it's not like you get when you go into the store. Yeah. And it should be. It should be the same thing. But um, I, uh, 
we haven't devoted the time to go after Costco on this. Now it's not the right time to do it anyway because the, the program is basically not really being implemented the way it should be because yeah. there's no cars. And in fairness, yeah, say in fairness, it's kind of not a, uh, you know, it's not a real environment to kind of yeah. assess and, and exactly. it'll change. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, so grade wise. Um, you know, <laughs> there's a few things that make it really hard for me to think of anything else, and that's that. Uh, the, the, even though it wasn't the, the car that that Agent Lightning was shopping, the thirty-two thousand uh, dollar uh, market adjustment just hits you right between the eyes. It's hard to get past that because it's the same company. But, that, but, but keep, keep in mind, it's a niche. Where the Toyota dealers do the super car dealers always do that to their hot. There's probably only one of those. Yeah, yeah I'm just it's yeah. it's influencing me. I mean, yeah. it's it's not my definitive uh, criteria. Uh, yeah. The next one, next one, even though it's not as impactful, but it's still, it was the uh, customer will buy and drive car home now if all terms are acceptable. That's true. That bothered me That's more than Pricing. So, like, so Agent Lightning did not get a price below MSRP contrary to, or M, at MSRP. They discounted it and they added, uh, we're estimating about $1,500 in junk fees to that. So, in reality, they're significantly over MSRP. Uh, so, that was misrepresented. Um, although it did come in the form of fees, and that is, you know, typical. Um, so I, I don't think I can. I, I don't think I can pass them. I'm not passing them. Hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm going hard with an F. Okay. Now let, let me reiterate because I had to do that for Nancy coming in. The car. <laughs> <laughs> I said. He has to get me ready. <laughs> I said when you were in school and and they graded on the curve, you know what that means. I said that means that on. With a hundred question test, if you got fifty wrong and you only got fifty right, and everybody else in the in the class only got uh, forty nine right, your score was an A because they graded on the curve. So or average. No, no, no. If you got higher than the average, no, you no, have no, a B or no, no, no. If you have the high, if 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 you have the highest grade in the class. Yeah. Oh yeah, you would in, in, in normal times it could have been a C or a D. You would have an A. I understand that, so, but I also understand there's there's some. Have you been taking the test that said this question is worth um, fifty points? Oh my God! So that's where I'm looking at. So do you <coughs> intimidate your customers and force them to sign documents to psychologically manipulate them into agreeing to buy a car? Okay. This question is worth fifty points, <laughs> and, and their question was yes, they do that. Okay, why? Well, so a failure. Do you have any other? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, they're coming in. I did see um, Mark, I think, came right in and said, oh, fat F for arrogance. Uh, no need to go any farther on any deal. Uh, but these are all over the place. Bob um, gives a B for Coral Springs. <coughs> Nissan. And uh, and Frank uh, is giving them, he says, always look forward to the mystery shopping report. Sadly, the bad dealerships are the majority and still running wild. So walk away. Unfortunately, people need a car and the walk away option is not always feasible. My grade is a D plus, and he thanks us again for our program. Okay. So, uh, well, Jonathan Wellington says $34,000 add-on automatically earns him an F in my book. I know it's supply and demand in action, but that doesn't mean I have to play along. And uh, yeah, um, those are the grades that are coming in. They're all they're kind of up and down. Right. Now I've got Joseph, uh, Joseph Kelleher with a D, Kirk in West by God, Virginia, YAA, Junk fees, phooey, and sign this now, and I agree that you have earned a D. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Guy Larrabee says, well, actually, Mark Smith says, well, that price stinks already. Gee whiz, Nissan dealership. He didn't give a grade on it, but he does a little further here. Uh, Guy Larrabee 
I give them a C plus. Don't like their fees and agreement to buy document. Not totally egregious though. Mark Smith then gives them the C. Wayne Veit with a C. Mark Ryan a B minus. He's got the curve going on that one. Tim Gilliland a C. Brian said, Latko, if you needed a car now, this deal is not too bad. Great as a C. Kyle in Pennsylvania, F, period. Hmm. Uh, for me, I'm going to say it, it's a D because of that document, because I think there's a lot of uneducated people out there that would be fooled by that. I agree. And, but then I say that's why we're here, is to help educate those people to understand that such a document means nothing. Mm-hmm. And even the salesman said it when Agent Lightning uh, you know, disagreed with that document. So as long as you're educated enough to understand that that document is useless and say, no, I'm not signing that. Yeah. It, you should laugh at it. You, know, it just, you, you got to go in there with some armor on, but I think they did give her a reasonable price on the car. Considering, yeah. And even a reasonable price on that other car that they were looking at so yeah i i say a d but they've they've just gotta you gotta watch yourself is all absolutely um we say that over and over again here um but um asian lightning did a fabulous job and uh, she stood her ground she walked into a very aggressive um I'm, t- I'm telling you the truth kind of a um, atmosphere and uh, this this whole thing here customer will buy and drive car home now, now <laughs> if all terms are acceptable you know where do you go with that you know what does that mean who are these people um, am i going to get out of this dealership alive am i getting out with my teeth um, it's a feeling of uh, you're you're intimidated, you're trapped, and uh, it's a psychological warfare. May sound a little dramatic, but that's how I feel. So, uh, as Rick said, you know, uh, in a way, buyer beware, do your homework. It's a minefield out there. I give them an F. Hmm. Anne Marie just texted. She she's with the F crew too. Failed oh. failed for not living up to the Costco program. I always feel like the Lone Ranger. <laughs> well, this, Thank you. This is the most I've varied from uh, everybody. Actually, I didn't vary from everybody. Uh, Rick had a lot of C's. I'm going to go C minus. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, one of uh, Rick's uh, callers said, you know, it wasn't a bad price for a car in today's market. Uh, uh, other than the insulting, I'd, I'd have given them a C if it weren't insulting in the intelligence of the buyer by saying, sign this and yeah. you're, you're going to buy it. That was the thing that irritated me the most uh, uh, but um, they backed off on that pretty quick anyway uh, most car dealers and the reason I didn't gig them too bad on that is we, we've heard it all before we've seen uh, Napleton with a sign that says the car that you passed on today will be gone tomorrow right. or, uh, I mean that's just as bad uh, standard parlance from the trade has always been uh, uh, if you don't buy this car now, uh, the price won't be any good tomorrow. So it's it, it's just an, a new form of an old trick, and it's average. So I'm going to give them a C-. Okay. There we go. How much time do we have left, Jonathan? Two minutes. Okay, we're going to give a shout-out and mention uh, Earl's uh, book, 
you know, confessions of a recovering car dealer and what you can do uh, when you purchase that. You could be helping the people in southwest Florida. Definitely, because the, there's the doggies, dogs. The there's dogs over there Not that the people, belong the to these people, yeah. and they are stranded. And by purchasing this book from Amazon, you can donate. You can Correct. donate. You're donating because all proceeds go to Big Dog Ranch. You know, I see these advertisements all the time where they say that a portion of every sale, and and then you look it up and to find print, they give a dime or five cents or one percent. Right. We give a hundred percent of the purchase price after to Big Dog after Ranch. Amazon's cut. Yeah, right. Well, Amazon we, takes we get, little. Yeah. We get zero. If it's I absolutely think it's, what do we have? It's like 19.95 and. and people, we we I think Amazon gets like seven bucks and eleven of that goes to big. Dog. The people on south in uh, Southwest Florida can no longer take care of their pets. So, go to Amazon and purchase that book. Thank you so much for tuning in to Earl on Cars. We had a fabulous time with you. Stay tuned next week at eight a.m. Have a blessed weekend.